Okay, we're going to talk about discipleship today. This message is not meant specifically for somebody who is thinking about ADS, the Antioch Discipleship School. It's really meant for all of us. We're going to talk about how we get discipled by Jesus and how that impacts our disciple-making abilities. So what we're going to do is at your tables, I'm going to give you a minute, and I want you to answer this question. If you had to describe discipleship in one sentence, what would you say? And it's just whatever you got this morning. It doesn't have to be perfect. In one sentence, how would you describe discipleship? Go ahead. Okay, my guess is that we all had a hundred different understandings of discipleship. And I don't think that's bad. I think discipleship can look like a lot of different things, but it's curious to me how something that is the core mission of our life as believers can have so many different explanations. And I think it's really our job as Christians to get closer and closer to an understanding of what disciple making and discipleship looks like, because if we don't, it's going to be complicated and elusive and we're just not going to do it, right? So for me, if you asked me this morning, I would say, what is discipleship? I would go to a certain way of disciple making. I would say, oh, you know, it's, it's two or three, four people. We're reading our Bible and we're, we're trying to love and obey Jesus and we're helping keep, keep each other accountable. But if you had asked me five years ago, I would have said, yeah, yeah, discipleship is where you get with a group of people and you talk about your problems. Who's been in a D group like that before? You don't have to raise your hand. Yeah, there's a couple of people there. I will raise my hand too. And I think being honest about your problems is really important. I think just chilling is really important. Kicking back and having fun is an important part of discipleship. But dis- discipleship to me feels more active. It's us getting in the word of God learning what the Bible has to say, doing it next to people for encouragement and accountability, and getting our lives under the word of God. Brian Marcioni over at Waltham, um, he comes in and teaches regularly in the training school. Oh, sorry. And he has this saying in in his teaching about the authority of the Bible. He says, neglecting to read the word of God is neglecting to hear from God. Neglecting to read the word of God is neglecting to hear from God. And I just appreciate that challenge. Because in order to know what God is saying, whether about discipleship or about anything else, we need to know what the Bible says about that thing. And about discipleship, in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus says very clearly, he's about to go up to heaven, and he says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Because surely I'm with you to the very ends of the age. So this is our mission. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you make disciples. You make disciples. This is who we are. And the Bible's really clear about that, both in word and in example of how we are to make disciples. The Bible's also very clear of the Lord's pursuit of us and how badly he wants to disciple us. Because if we can get discipled by the Lord, wow, do we have a great example for how to disciple other people. For whatever reason, discipleship in the church, person to person, just feels easier for me to describe. And that's why I want to talk about getting discipled by the Lord. Discipleship is the process of getting encouraged and challenged by Jesus. That's what we're going to look at. And I specifically want to look at the way that discipleship from the Lord is what we need to get in and move through tricky situations in our life. right? Because maybe, just maybe, the things in our life that we want to run away from and get frustrated by can actually be catalysts of intimacy with Jesus. 
Discipleship is the process of getting encouraged and challenged by Jesus. So I started to explore discipleship about seven years ago when I was deep in addiction to drugs and alcohol. I've shared about my story here before. And um, man, I, I had gone to church my whole life, um, had tried, you know, at different points to get connected with the Lord, but just had no reverence for scripture. And despite people's attempts to disciple me, there was no breakthrough. And I was just really stubborn. And so when I found myself about to die, I, it's a big thing to say, but I mean it when I say that, about to die seven years ago, something broke in me and a seed was planted. And the seed said, maybe, maybe I don't have to be another statistic. Maybe drugs and alcohol do not have to define my story. Maybe the Lord loves me, just maybe. And my life had felt like this perfect storm. I had understood what had gotten me there, right? This perfect storm of childhood trauma, you know, arrogance, unforgiveness, pain. Um, but I, I had this day, and it was in December of 2014 when that, when that thing broke in me. And I said, okay, God, if you're real, if you are real and you love me, reveal yourself to me. Because I've tried and I've failed. I give up. And I stopped fighting that day. And the Lord ended up bringing me to a Christ-centered recovery facility. So they call it. it sounds, it's like a, it's a rehab. But it really is a discipleship program. That's what it is. And so they focus on disciple making. And how to get you healed in Jesus. And making other disciples. And the program changed my life. Um, and I'm not going to go deep into that part of my story, but I share that to give you an understanding of the spectrum that I feel like I've dwelled in when it comes from like pain and arrogance all the way over to surrender. And every time, surrender's better. Every time. I didn't know that until I started getting discipled by Jesus, but every time, surrender is better. To this day, when I find myself in stressful situations, I will look in the mirror or say out loud to myself, you did 16 months at his mansion. That was the the recovery center I went to, you did 16 months at his mansion, you can do anything. And I'm like, hype myself up. Even last week, I hold on to my husband's hand. I was in a really stressful moment, and I said, I did 16 months at his mansion, I can do anything. Amen. And we all have, we're stronger than we know. We all have those things we can look back on. Okay, so you're going to hear me call discipleship a process, and I just want to clarify what I mean by process. But ignore this for one more second. Now, of course, all you'll be doing is looking at it. But pretend it's not here. Okay. When we say process, I think we think we mean I need to sit in and dwell on. Process means to think about, to dwell on it, to figure it out by thinking about it. I want to present before us that process actually means to get in and move through. Process. To process well means I'm getting into something, I'm seeing what I need to see, I'm hearing what I need to hear, and I can move forward. And discipleship is the same, you guys. Discipleship is getting into a situation, getting encouraged by God, getting challenged by God, so that we can get under whatever he said so we can move through it. Discipleship is the process of being encouraged and challenged by Jesus. So even in learning to do the process well, even learning to do a process well is a process. Typically, when we hear testimonies, they're about beginnings and breakthroughs, Right? Because right? they hype us up. They want to move us to action. But my hope, as, I, as I'm sharing from my life today, that you're going to hear um, a lot of fails, actually. Because we need to hear testimonies about the times we try and we fail. 
or the times that we just humble ourselves a little bit and it gets a little bit better every time, right? Testimonies don't just have to be about beginnings and breakthroughs. They can be about the tiny little successes. And again, that's what I'm hoping you're going to hear. So even learning to process well is a process. Okay, so this bucket represents our life. It is the unprocessed material in our life. And every time something happens that we don't want to talk about or deal with, we crumple it up and we put it in our bucket and we move on. Some examples would be, man, my friend really hurt me yesterday. I just, I don't have time. I got Move on. I don't have time for Sabbath this week. Actually, I don't even have time for Sabbath this month. It's too busy. I think I just witnessed a microaggression over there. But it didn't really have to do with me, so I'm just gonna... Really? I'm still battling a chronic illness. I've prayed for healing for three years, and I'm still battling this chronic illness. I have multiple friends who need new work, need new jobs for whatever reason, and they feel stuck in even bringing that before God. How much of our life do we do that with? I know I do that a lot. But what if? What if, you guys? What if we got discipled by Jesus and we went before him and we asked him about these things we want to, want to crumple and put away? Now, can I ask, what did you notice most about... Um, did you notice any themes in my desire to crumple? Amen. I made a choice for each one. And I, I made the choice to run away because I didn't want to deal with it. Listen, I think moving on is so important in our life. There are things we're just going to have to move on from. But I think more often we rob ourselves of intimacy with the Lord because we're pressing on to, go, to move on and not deal with it. And we're just, we're making our lives messy. <laughs> messy and full and less capacity to deal with other things that come up because we're neglecting discipleship with the Lord. We're neglecting our hearts guys, and if we can't get this right, I don't think we can get discipleship right with other people because we're not getting comforted by God. The Lord has been on a journey with me through anxiety, and I want to bring you in to my life and how he's discipling me through anxiety as a way to show that discipleship is the process of getting encouraged and challenged by God. And I want to say this too. I don't think every, everything in our life is spiritual warfare by any means. But I think that often running away from things and getting distracted by God becomes ripe battleground for spiritual warfare, right? When I am neglecting my life and wanting to run away from what God is wanting to speak to me through my challenging life circumstances, it is ripe space for spiritual warfare because I'm, I'm going to choose anxiety when I'm running away. Can we go ahead and put up that First um, Peter verse? So this is, this is what we're going to look at today. So in 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, Peter is getting us pumped up about the great hope that we have in salvation, but also in connection with Jesus here in or on earth today. And then he says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief of all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, 
of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Okay, so we learn here that trials are guaranteed to us. And if we allow it, they're going to refine us and purify us for praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And our safeguard for those trials becoming catalysts of intimacy is getting discipled by Jesus, getting encouraged and challenged by Jesus. Um, In ADS, one of the units we do is the prophetic unit. So we look at how God speaks. How does God speak in visions and dreams? And how does God speak with images and pictures and words of knowledge and prophetic encouragement? But the best way he speaks is his word, you guys. And neglecting to read the word of God is neglecting to hear from God. And so we listen to what God says. And, not, and so being able to read the word of God and know the word of God is going to give you an upper hand in knowing what he's going to want to speak about your life circumstances. So let me bring you into one of mine. So one of mine is, I do not have time for Sabbath this week. I don't even want to have time for Sabbath this month because I've got too much to do, God. And I know that if I just get my to-do list done, I will feel way better. But what do you want to say about this? Because I think I'm disobeying. But, but I know what I want to do. But, but what do you have to say? And as we listen for his voice, we may hear something like, my sweet one, go check out Psalm 46. And so I go and I read Psalm 46, and Psalm 46 is a solace for me. And so I, I know the psalm, but I, I go and I read it like daily. Okay, God, Psalm 46. And I read it and I listen to him as he tells me he's my refuge. I listen as he's calling me to remember what he's done. Wars he's won with no help from us. And I listen as he's calling me to be still and stop fighting and just be still and enjoy him. And once I get that in my body, I hear him say, I see that you think that's the right answer. I see that you think you need to keep moving to be productive. But your soul is more important to me than your to-do list. I know it doesn't feel that way to you, but it's the truth. And you need stillness. You need to come enjoy time with me. You need to take a break more than you need to cross things off your to-do list. So what do we see in that? Man, oh man, did I get encouraged by God. He cares about my soul more than my to-do list. And maybe if my soul is at peace, I'll be more efficient. (laughs) But he cares for my soul. And then how did I get challenged? He challenged my pride. I knew what I needed to do. I'm a smart, capable woman. I know what I need to do. I know I need to get things done. But y'all, what I needed was to obey him. And he tells us to Sabbath. He tells us to enjoy him and to be still, to stop fighting and to rest. So I'm going to get my life under that. So I fight with him for another 30 minutes about how I'm right. And then I say, okay, God, if you are the leader you are, and I trust you are, the God of the universe, I'm going to let you lead me through this. And I'm going to take a back seat. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to Sabbath. Okay. That's discipleship, you guys. He discipled me. He encouraged me and he challenged me. Discipleship is getting encouraged and challenged by Jesus. The last thing I want to bring you in on is um, I've been battling a chronic illness for three years, chronic migraine. I did not know pain until I knew migraine. 
I just didn't. And what's almost as bad as the pain for migraine is the anxiety that comes from being out of control of being in pain, right? Anyone in here who's battled chronic pain, I'm sure can understand that. Because you're, imagine this, so you're in, you're in a pitch black room, ice pack on, tremendous pain, petitioning for healing, having people around you praying for healing, spending time, energy, and money on multiple doctors to find out what was the root cause of this and why was this gene turned on when I turned 30 and yada, yada, yada. How can I help myself? Okay, so I decrease my stress load. I take extra Sabbath. You know, all these ways to help myself and yet I'm still not well. That is anxiety provoking. And the Lord kept leading me to Psalm 46 and out of Psalm 46, he spoke multiple things, but one thing in particular was in verse 10. Um, and again, so more important than the what of Psalm 46, what I want to point out is how he speaks. And I know I've already said this, but how does he speak, you guys? He speaks in so many beautiful ways, but he speaks through scripture. So the way that he's going to disciple you in whatever you're wanting to like crumple up in your bucket is going to be different than me. It's the how more than the what. But the what in Psalm 46, specifically in verse 10, was about be still. And the word is rapa. And that's best translated to stop fighting. Literally, it is. Be still in this psalm means to surrender the fight to God. So it's the opposite of control. And what I was doing in the anxiety was I was getting so angry at my body. I was getting so angry at my body. And there was just one particular migraine. It was the worst one I've had. And I was laying in bed and in just such bad pain. And the Lord came and sat with me. Like full on vision of the Lord coming to sit with me. And he came and he just dwelled with me. And I'm sitting there so frustrated and angry that I'm not healed. But he just comes and sits with me. And I just thank him for coming to be with me. And then he moves to my feet and he starts washing my feet. Like the creator of the universe. Like washing my feet. And you guys, he washed me of my fighting that day. The fighting anxiety that had, I had allowed in, had become spiritual warfare in my life tied to that migraine for why I wasn't better. He washed me. And I just, guys, that day, something else broke in me. And I no longer needed to fight the fact that I was sick. Because if he was choosing not to heal me on that day or in that month, he was good. And from then on, I have continued to have migraines, but the severity of them have majorly decreased. And I think it's because I'm not hyping myself up in anxiety. And so when I get a migraine, I get my ice pack, I get a snack, I go to bed, and I wait for him to heal me. And man, has that healed my heart. But it's because he healed me when he washed my feet. And he discipled me through that because he encouraged my heart by showing me he was with me. And then he challenged me by showing me that I needed to release this fighting, this fighting anxiety, this anger at my body for being out of control. And he challenged me in that. I'm just so grateful for that experience with him. He discipled me by encouraging me and challenging me. And man, did he meet me. The battle was won for my heart that day. Man, am I grateful. As we do this, as we go to him and let him speak, can I tell you, our life's going to become more organized. Am I the only one here who cares about organization? 
your life is going to become more peaceful because you're going to have less junk that you're running away from. And you know what? Someday that this thing that you let him disciple you through, and hey, maybe this takes 10 times, right? Like maybe you humble yourself a little more every single day. Praise Jesus. But someday you're going to be discipling somebody who needs to hear this, right? And you're going to be able to pull it out and not just remind yourself, but, to, but remind the person that you're discipling of his ability to disciple us. Good discipleship encourages our hearts by reminding us who God is and who we are. And it challenges our actions because we have a responsibility. We have power. He's given us a spirit of life in us, so we actually have a power to move our circumstances and to move through them. We are not powerless. So the Lord's wanting to identify those things. And this is just one thing we do in ADS, is we go to our bucket. We get really aware of our bucket and let him disciple us. But can we all agree that this is a life, a life skill? right? Getting discipled by God. Because then it's no longer about our struggles, but about our faith to meet him and about his ability to meet us. So um, it's so interesting to me, every, every day, every ADS class, you know, we'll all hear the same teaching, but he'll speak something different to all of us. And so I just want to let him speak now to all of us. So I'm going to be quiet for a minute or two, and I'd like you to ask him, hey, Lord, what do you want me to take away from this morning? Because I think he's wanting to disciple us here. Lord, what do you want to encourage me with this morning? What would you like me to remember? God, I'm so grateful that you speak, that you're present, that you're real, and that you've given us your word to know you. Lord, also thankful for your voice. You are constantly speaking. So God, we receive the encouragement you just gave us, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.